Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. Because what happens when your kid can't even stay in their own bed? That is an exhausting habit, right? So today's podcast, I am going to be diving into more so toddlers and up, getting your kid to stay in their own bed all night. Who's excited for this? So let's dive into age expectations first. When we look at age expectations of a child being in their own bed or their big bed, Let's back up all the way to newborn. I get a lot of questions on when should I move my child to their own crib and when should I move them to their own room? This is honestly a personal decision because there are guidelines that say you should keep your baby in your room until they're one. Oh my gosh, that would be the longest year ever. And that's a personal decision. If you decide to do that, then that is your choice. If you decide to come home, like some of my clients, and you go straight to their nursery, no time spent in your room at night, then that's your decision. So every family is going to make their own personal choice for when to move baby to their nursery. Now, when we fast forward and we look at starting to climb out of the crib or you get into that toddler zone, we typically think, oh, toddler, that means toddler bed, right? And you, just like me, bought a toddler bed convertible crib, right? Like we bought a crib that can turn into a toddler bed. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. Like eventually we'll just turn this into a toddler bed and it's exactly what we'll do. I don't know when they turn one, right? Well, clearly that was before I was a sleep person. (laughs) And so it didn't take very long because if you've heard on episode one, I sleep trained our daughter with the help of a consultant at four months old. Now I understand Your child needs to stay in that crib until they are at least three years old. And I say at least because there are some differences. I have definitely worked with some kids who loved their bed. They loved their crib and they stayed in their crib until three and a half. Then there are situations where I've worked with kids who were 18 months old and had jumped out of their crib and broken their arm. And so rightfully so, mom and dad were like, no, 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 there is no more crib anymore. We're going to get you into a bed. And it is possible to teach them to sleep in their own bed. But I will share with you extremely honestly, those times take a lot of work. And so when I talk with a family and they come to me and say, Becca, my kid is not staying in their bed. What do I do? I look at age. If they are under two, I definitely get them right back into a crib because that's the best situation for them. If they're over two, I'm going to look at a couple of factors, one being their age, another being what's been happening, what have they known throughout their, you know, their whole life, and then what is their maturity level, what's happening, and lots of different factors that go into what's the right move to go back into a crib or to stay in a bed and handle and really drill in their expectations from there, right? But typically, I am always sharing with my clients and sharing with others like, no, 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 no. You keep your kid in a crib until three. So why three? Like, what's the magic that happens at three? Well, it's not really anything magical. But honestly, that's when they can understand freedom. That's when they can understand boundaries, rules, expectations. We will start to implement toddler clocks. And those really are not fully grasped until about two and a half. And so it just kind of all goes together. So I'm always going to encourage you, please keep your kid in a crib until three years old. Of course, there's always exceptions, right? So 
For instance, in our own family, last summer, at the end of the summer, our daughter was turning three, but we were going to the beach in the middle of the summer, and there was no way that we were going to bring a pack and play. She didn't even fit in a pack and play. We weren't going to bring a crib. Yes, that crossed our minds. Let's disassemble her crib and drive it down to Florida. No. Um, We know you could rent the cribs, but the place we were staying, there was nowhere available for that. So we were looking at all of our options, and we decided, you know what? She is just two months shy of turning three. She's really mature. She can understand and communicate well. So let's make the change. So when she was exactly two years and 10 months old, we made the change to a full bed. So I want to walk you through why we made the change to a full bed, why I would encourage you to do the same, and how we went about doing that. So first off, let's talk about the size. I've already hinted a little bit about a toddler bed, and I'm really not a fan. For one, If you've caught on to me in general throughout all these podcasts, I'm not a product person. Like, I think that there are times and places for having good quality products and things like that, of course, but I don't love all the things. And so I did not convert our crib to a toddler bed because I knew eventually we're going to have to go to a big bed. You can't stay in a toddler bed forever. So we decided to just make the leap, go to a full bed all the way so that we wouldn't have to make another change. But the other reason is that Honestly, I see with my clients sometimes that that transition from a crib to opening up one side of the crib is too tempting. They get out more. They're more excited because, oh, this is new and different. I'm going to now escape out of my crib. And so that becomes something that's interesting. And I really see so much more like mental shift, I guess is what it is, but just a bigger difference when it's a bigger change. So we decided to go with a full bed and I would suggest a twin or a full, whatever you guys want, but it's amazing to know your kid is going to have that bed for a long while, right? That kind of feels good. Like, okay, I'm making an investment that's going to last for a long time. So you better believe our child is having this bed until she moves out of this house. So we actually got a full bed and I'll link it in the show notes below um, from Walmart, the Novogratz line, which is awesome. And it's really pretty feminine uh, metal bed. She loves it and it's perfect. So all in all, we bought the mattress and we bought the bed from Walmart and we spent less than $300 on the whole thing. So that's always a good thing. Again, I will link everything in the show notes so you can see exactly what we got. I will say I noticed the other day, and this is totally off track, but I feel like I have to tell you this. It definitely needs a topper. The mattress, I feel like, is a little firm, but maybe that's just me because I've been so accustomed to a memory foam topper. (laughs) So I guess my three-year-old needs one too. But anyways, all that to say, I love that she loves her bed. She actually really enjoys going to hang out in her bed and go read books in her bed throughout the day. So I find that really neat. And yes, that's a difference. So I do talk about not playing in your crib. Like, I don't want you to put your kid in their crib to play um, or to just hang out. Like, the crib is for sleeping. But of course, as they get older, they can understand, oh, I can go just relax in my bed. This is not nap time. It's not bedtime, things like that. So when we made that change, We went to a full bed and made a big deal about it. But I will say that there was one phrase I never told her. And I would really encourage you to remember this phrase and to not say it. (laughs) So we told our daughter, okay, it's night night time. It's time to get into bed. We love you. Good night. Yeah, we didn't say anything different. We never said, now don't get out of bed because guess what? that probably never crossed her mind, right? But as soon as you say it, it's like you've allowed that idea or that thought to process and they might start to think, get out. I never thought I could get out. But you know what? Now that you say that, 
I think I will, right? And I I remember that night vividly because I was petrified. Like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? I am not prepared for this. Nothing wrong has happened in her sleep since like four months old. I don't know what's going to happen if she decides to get out of that bed. So sure enough, we said goodnight. We walk out of the room. I turn around and she's just walking towards me. And again, I didn't say don't get out of your bed because that's like an invitation, right? When you tell your kid don't to do something. I just returned her to the bed and I said, Ellie, this is your bed. It's time for night night. Go to sleep. And she did. She only ever got up that one time. And I think that was kind of like, whoa, what's happening? It definitely took her about two, maybe three weeks, if I remember correctly, to adjust to being in this bed. Not that she got up every single night because she honestly didn't. We never had a trouble with it ever again, except for that very first time on night one where she just waltzed right out after us. We really just looked at it as letting her know, okay, it's night-night time. And of course, we prepped her about it. So we didn't just surprise her with this. We told her and kind of prepped her just the day before, hey, you're going to get a new bed. And then when the bed arrived, she helped my husband put it together. So it was like a bonding moment. But they also just got to have this moment of like, hey, this is your bed and we're building this together and we're going to set this up for you. And she got to be a part of the process. So that's always neat if you can do that for them. Um, I would definitely not suggest surprising. So what I mean by that is don't set up the bed and then have them walk in and say, oh, guess what? tonight you're going to sleep in this bed. Like you need to let your kid know this is happening. This is the plan. And this is what we're going to do. That's really, really important. So now that you know the size of the bed, how to really prep them for it and what not to say, let's look at what happens if you cannot get your child to stay in their bed, right? So I want to look at two things. First thing I want to check out is our mom and dad on the same page. Y'all, this is really important because I have worked many times with families where mom was adamant, like, get that kid back in their bed. But dad really was not around the kid that much during the day and wanted that snuggle time in their bed. And that's a difference, right? Mom was ready to get the kid back in. Dad was totally fine with the snuggles in the middle of the night. So I want to make sure, first of all, before we get into how do you get your kid to stay in their bed, is everybody on the same page? Because if you're not on the same page, there's going to be no progress being made because there are mixed messages being sent. And guess what? Your kid knows. Even though you might not talk about it around them, they know body language and you do say things throughout the day that they know that you would prefer something different and maybe the spouse is on another playing field. And so we just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. We're getting everyone on the same thought here that your kid is going to stay in their bed all night long. Okay, so that's the first step, making sure everyone's on the same page. Okay, second thing we want to look at is that we want you to tell your child it's time to change. Okay, so this goes back to not surprising your kid, you know, at bedtime that, look, you've got a new bed. The same thing applies here. If you are ready to make change, mom and dad, you're ready. Now it's time to tell your child that it's time to change. And I don't want you to surprise them at midnight. Okay, so if you get them down for bed, which typically getting them down for bed is the easiest part. It's that middle of the nighttime when everybody's exhausted. Don't let that 1230 wake up be the time that you decide, okay, it's time to make change. You are not coming into my bed. And that makes it really hard and really frustrating because your child has no idea what to do by themselves. They have no idea how to go to sleep. They're feeling stranded. You're feeling frustrated. That's a really miserable place to be. So I want you to set this up ahead of time. 
create a plan, maybe create a chart that incentivizes them to stay in their bed all night long. Talk to them about what that means. Encourage them. Maybe use stuffed animals to role play. Hey, this is what we do. We lay in our bed all night long and stay here. You might not think this, but literally every child is motivated by a reward, whatever that is, whether it's band-aids, because I don't know why toddlers love band-aids. Am I right? Does your kid love band-aids? I don't know why. Or it's a small toy or small object. Every child loves a reward, so motivate them towards whatever small reward that is. If you have been laying with your child, like consistently from the get-go, you've always laid with your child to go to sleep. That's a really big change to go from all of a sudden saying, you know what, we're not going to do that tonight. So here's something I would practically have you do. Give your child or allow your child to pick out a t-shirt that belongs to you or whichever the parent is that they rely on the most. Have them pick out a t-shirt or maybe the pillow that you use and allow them to sleep with that item, right? So that it's something comforting. They have this item that's like still mom or still dad, even though you're not going to be laying with them. And it kind of just prepares them that, okay, you might not be able to have mom all night long, but guess what? Let's squeeze that pillow. Oh my goodness, I feel that squeeze. Oh, I felt your hug. That was so good. And role playing that is incredibly helpful. So it's all about communicating with your spouse, making sure everybody's on the same page, and then of course communicating with your child, letting them know what they should expect, how they can perform, and what's going to happen when they do things right, and yes, when they do things that are the opposite of what you're asking them to do. There are absolutely have to be rewards and consequences. I firmly believe that is the only way to teach a child how to stick to the expectations. To go along with this episode, I have a free guide for you that gives you my four bedtime expectation cards. They are cards you can print out postcard size and give to your child to color and talk about and role play with their stuffed animals maybe on how we are to stay in our beds all night long. We close our eyes, we're quiet, we go to sleep, and we stay in bed until the clock turns green. So these will give you some tools to help you really jumpstart getting your child to sleep in their own bed. Once you have colored these and cut them out and shown them, I would love to hear how things are going. So hop on over to Instagram at littlezsleep. Share with me. I would love to hear your success stories with getting your child to sleep in their own bed all night long. And please know the measure of success here. Y'all, if you have been working night after night after night on trying to get your kid to stay in their bed and nothing is working, you've got to reach out because I want you to feel success, but more so, I want your child to feel success because how frustrating is that when they cannot do what you're asking them to do? Ultimately, they want to please you. So let's keep that in mind. You can reach out on Instagram or email Rebecca at littlezsleep.com and head to the show notes to grab your bedtime expectation card so you can get jump started on this tonight. Thank you so much for being here. I love sharing these podcasts with you every week. I am sleep obsessed and more so I just get really excited when I read your reviews, when I hear your feedback. So it would mean the world to me if you would take a moment, head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast share it with somebody who you know is struggling with getting their kid to stay in their own bed so we can share the sleep love y'all sweet dreams see you next time